Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Jared's pissed. No scoreboard to shoot. Oh, that's not it. No scoreboard to shoot. That's not it. Are you sure? That's, I'm kind of upset well, about this it. computer over here, let me just flat out tell you, <laughs> it's, it's no a piece good. of crap. It's no good. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm able to lock on any desk. Sometimes it just kicks me out. Sometimes the stream works. Sometimes it doesn't. Is it working right now? It's slower than snails. It's it's just, I get you get the text messages about 30 seconds before I do. I like it. I'd rather get them before than after. You. Anyways, I mean, I was logging on. I'm prepping, you know, I'm, I got my show prep up, everything that I have, and then uh, boom, crash. Nothing. So You're I got to go through the whole process of doing it over again. Are we getting a recording at the moment? Or do you need Yeah, we are. To- we're recording. Okay. Anyways. I didn't know if I needed to uh, start that process again like yesterday. No, we're good to go there. We're good to go there, or or if we uh, if the stream wasn't working, I'd well you'd get the text message, and then I would get the text message because it's delayed on my side. No, as it turns out, I guess it is a better idea that you would get that than me because like, you're at the computer that can actually make something happen <laughs> with, with regards to the you know the stream not working or something like that. Yeah, that's all on your side than mine. It's always on me, man. It's uh, just it's on always your side on me. there. Maybe we need to switch sides. That podcast didn't upload. Yeah, it's my fault. Not Apple's fault. It's all Aether. Are you pushing the buck? Are you passing the buck to Apple? I feel like I've been doing that a lot lately, but I think I'm doing everything. Hey, good on news, my good side. news, good news, good news, Jared. What? Scoreboard's working. No. <laughs> <laughs> now? It's working. It, when did it bust yesterday? When second it, game. Second game. It was so weird because I was We're sitting, talking about the scoreboard in the big in house the big for house. those who don't know. The it big was one above, uh, above the middle of the floor. Now, the clock still worked above the goal, so that way they could play. They could, yeah, but you just didn't know the score. And I noticed that he kept saying, <laughs> saying it <laughs> when I was watching. I was watching a lot of it on mute. Nothing against Mark, but I was, you know, we were family time and I just had it on on mute. And when I finally sat down in my chair and turned it up, and Mark's doing his thing, play by play, la 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 la. And I kept that one point they shot um, that little, they sh- that showed little Mr. Jackson over <laughs> yeah. there. And then they showed the scoreboard and Mark made a comment. And then it occurred to me wait a minute. The scoreboard's not working? That's when I text you and, and Jeremy. Like, Wait a minute. Because that scoreboard, and, and it was funny because Jeremy texted everyone. I was like, that scoreboard looks familiar. That's what we use over at Clinton League. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty reliable scoreboard. Yeah, they didn't run the clock uh, once they did that. They just had the score because then somebody would have to push. You know, they had they had the clock going on the, on the ends yeah. above the goals so the players could see it. But, yeah, think about this. Watching the way we were. Uh-huh. You had a better idea of what the score was than when you're in the building. That's true because of the score have, on the. Have you the ever TV. been to a to a spot 
at a at a game no where you didn't know the score no never i'm trying i was trying i was racking my brain like okay i have like sometimes in the summer, little league, ba- you know, the little league baseball or softball, and they don't run the scoreboard. Well, there's that. Yeah, I was going to say I've been to a high school game. It was actually an all-star game that I covered um, many years ago. It was over in Clinton, and all of a sudden, on a light pole, like a transformer yeah. light pole, just started catching fire. Oh dear! And then the scoreboard went. It was the weirdest thing. It was crazy. Yeah, but, so every uh, and I every, was like, oh, it's like the natural. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like it's you know, but um, so like every it was like an all star game. No one's keeping score anyway. Right, nobody cared. It wasn't you know the quarterfinals of the state basketball <laughs> no, tournament. No, not to that extent. It was no. pretty. It was pretty awkward if you didn't like if, like for you, you didn't have any idea what was going on when you first turned it up. Yeah, and you could hear Steve Daniels and Oklahoma Bible takes a two point lead or whatever, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, no kidding, yeah. Yeah, and then you realize. I realized. Wait a minute, he has, he has he's to do that. He's keeping the fans in the building updated if they're not following along. Yeah, it was about every few possessions. Mm-hmm. You know that he. I mean, and there was even times where somebody would score where he wouldn't say it because he, he, you know, he'd say who scored, and then they'd get down to the other end, so he didn't really want to be talking during the. You know what I mean? Sure. And then for sure, at a dead ball, he would fire it out there. But yeah, if you didn't know what's going on, it was somebody uh, should have brought out like the giant dry erase board. Oh yeah, and just have <laughs> just or have have like the 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 ring ladies, but need to be have yeah, more clothes here I'm at think, the high school. Thinking like at a yeah, like at a you know the old baseball scores where the they put up the score yes, behind the yes. you know <laughs> behind they're in there you know something like you know just something. But I'm sure everyone would say, okay, what's the score? And I'm sure everybody was just murmuring the score all the time because yeah. that game that you know that um. That Navajo, not Navajo. I'm sorry, uh, Van Os and, and Riverside. And Riverside was, was a close game throughout. Yeah, no, Carchi. The their very first one, Carchi Surreal got tight there. That at the was end. a good game too. Yes, but uh, yeah, we were none the two. wiser. I was none the wiser until I caught on, until I turned it up and started listening to Mark Rogers and realized, wait a minute. I saw two super crazy things happen yesterday that I've never seen. One was that the scoreboard went out. And I just happened to look up and kind of checking out the Fort Cobb Goodwell game that's going on right now. Class B boys are underway. And I'm seeing the officiating crew that's there. And last night, during that Okarchi ceiling game, I saw something I've never seen before from officials. Okarchi. Okarchi. Uh, surreal. surreal. I'm sorry. Yeah, Okarchi Surreal. Both. They. Two officials called the same play differently. It's the same crew. They, yeah, it's yeah. the same crew that's yeah. out there. I'm seeing one of the guys right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to have to help up Mark. It's not Mishu. <laughs> 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 he, had, he had a couple of different uh, pronunciations yeah. for uh, the human rain delays. <laughs> Last name. But uh, uh, it's Mishu. But anyway, it was him and then uh, the other guy. Mishu calls, calls a charge, mm-hmm. which when they showed the replay – this isn't my opinion. This was like Mark and, and the other guy's opinion that that was the right call. So he calls charge. About It was on, honestly like a half a second to a second later. He, he's out on the left wing. The play happens on the left block. Then you can see with their camera angle, then all of a sudden the guy underneath fires a block at him. Right. And so at first, you know, the charge, and then they didn't, they didn't even see the guy underneath the goal call the block. So all of a sudden now they're they're you know sitting there talking trying to figure out what's going on, 
Uh, the officials, well, apparently neither one would change their mind. No, they were kind of hard-headed They about were it. adamant about what they what, saw yeah. and, and what call they made. And so then I go over and I see the, the other official, the third one, go to the scorer's table and, and do the tie ball signal. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, they're, they're just going to call a tie ball here. And then they re- the, then the the confusion realizes not only did they call they got they called the tie ball because they both got a foul they called foul on they called a charge them. and a block on the same play and unfortunately for Cyril that fouled out Whitney McHugh their their bigger post player mm-hmm. that was her fifth foul mm-hmm. so that was pretty it was pretty interesting to, to watch because, of course, they had the camera fixed on the, the crew yeah. as they were discussing, and you could tell neither one was not, backing off of budging. the call that they made. No, no. And it, and it almost felt like the, the other official down low was was politicking to the I, – I would assume the other guy was either the crew chief or he was the one that didn't make a call. So they were talking to him mostly. You know, he started talking. You could see him pointing, like I've got this angle, he's got this angle. You got to listen to me, type. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which, whatever. He was also looking through bodies where, where Coach Mashu was <clears throat> standing. He could see the play clear as a bell. So I think that that argument certainly. It, of course, we couldn't tell what they were saying, but that's the way it looked when he was talking about. I'm. You know, you could see his hands like pointing out there, and I'm here. I'm closer. Yeah, you're closer, but you're also looking through two people to get to the play, whereas uh, where Rick was standing, he, he it was crystal clear to him because there was nobody in the way. So I thought that was a really interesting – I had no idea that that was possible. You know, didn't we have that in football? If you remember – Yeah, what, we kind of laughed it, at Was it, it at Weatherford or was it at Cash where they called a false start and an offsides at the same at time? At the same time. You know, they What they kind of – didn't they rule it like offsetting? I th- yeah, I think they just snapped it from wherever I mean, it was. You were kind of scratching her head, like, wait a minute, that's new. Yeah, I think they. I, I can't. One can't happen without the other. I mean, or can it? It seemed like it was either at Weatherford or Cash because it was a road game. It was a road game, yeah, but I can't remember where. It's to our left, <laughs> you know, on the north side of those fields, but I can't remember which game that was. But yeah, they called both an offside and a false start. So that kind of reminded me of what happened last night: a block and a charge on the same play. But anyhow, but I didn't realize the foul, the foul, the fouls were assessed because I saw again at that point I'm watching on mute. We had all sat down at the table to eat, and we kind of have a rule: turn the you know. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, well, listen, we're going to mute tonight. But uh, we're both kind of me and my wife. Like, Allie's like, "What's going on?" I said, "I'm not sure." And I'm watching, and they do the replays. Like, oh, and I saw what that angle mm-hmm. said. One called a blocking foul, one called a charge, and they're just going to say tie ball. And then, and I then saw you see they, the tie ball. I saw yeah. a tie ball. I said, okay. And I think I've seen that before, but not with the fouls. Right. You know, I, I haven't never seen that before. And then I saw McHugh leave, and I realized, she just fouled. What? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and what was funny is when they get the coaches together to explain what happened and what they're going to do, initial reaction was more oh, yeah, that, was, that was Haley. fun watching Haley them. was the one that was matter at first yeah. Haley Mitchell the coach at, at Okarchi uh-huh. she was the one was that just you could tell her initial reaction was that's a block right 
And then as it, it got explained a little bit further, then of Mac course Shane McElmore was like, he was, "No way!" You saw the boiling point rise yeah, with him. He was like, he's the way he was looking at him, like you guys can't be. Serious. And then all of a sudden, Haley took a couple steps back because it, it she realizes, "Wait a minute, she's fouled out. She's fouled out." And okay, I'm not, I probably shouldn't argue this. I, I get I get that we've got four uh, Anders Tyson Anders got her fourth foul on that play, but at the same time, McHugh fouls out, so you could see her kind of take a step back and go, "You know what." This will probably work out yeah. in our favor because it was in. It was still in the, like the very end of the third quarter when that play happened. It's almost a turning point. Yeah. Almost. I mean, the, the game was still very much up up for grabs, and it didn't turn it one way for the other team. No, because Harmon went nuts and and got surreal all the way back. Did she do that a lot with four fouls herself? She got four fouls in the first half. That's what I thought. She played the entire second half with four. She he did you know right around that point. I think there was a, there that. Uh, uh, Surreal got fouled with like 15, 20 seconds left on the clock or so in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and, and Shane did take her out because all you're going to do is play defense as as Okarchi took the last shot of the third quarter. So that was the only rest she got. Uh, that's pretty impressive to be able to play that length of time for uh, with, with four fouls and not only play that length of time but absolutely dominate. On the offense, I mean, there was one point. It reminded me of LeBron against Detroit way back in the day, when he scored like the last twenty nine or whatever it was mm-hmm. to to win that series to go to the finals for the first time. Or uh, that's what it was like for her, which she ended up with thirty one. Uh, but yeah, t- t- pretty odd there. A-, a couple of different, a t- couple of different ways at the Big House in the Class A state tournament yesterday. We'll recap everything that happened uh, right here off the top. We'll look forward to the Class B. It's underway. Through a quarter of play, Fort Cobb owns a four-point lead over Goodwell, 15-11. to 11. Talk about all the Class B stuff coming up today. Thunder lose their fifth straight last night. Do we really care, though? Is that a bad thing? Uh, I ran the mock draft simulator on the Tankathon. I'll tell you what the results were there. Um, and then also, update after day one. Where is the Tucker family beef? Eight for state. There are three, three participants that have created just a little bit of a gap. Um, going into today's action. Uh, 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in. 225-9698. If you're going to be on, uh, outside the listening area, you can catch us online, kadsam.com. You can hear us on the app. The app has radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News is out right now. Go pick it up. Free copy of the Penny News at your favorite local newsstand. Paragon TV, audio only today uh, for Hammond and Leedy, 4.30. We'll have it on radio as well. Right here on 98.1 FM is the Hammond broadcast. Leedy broadcast will be on Cool 94. So we'll have both sides of that covered on multiple locations on the radio and also there on Paragon TV. But don't don't tune into Paragon TV expecting that normal live stream. We are not able to do that as much as we would love to bring that from the big house. We cannot do that we can archive it so we will video it on kind of like a tape delay it's a two-day tape delay type situation where we can post it to the archives later on down the line but as far as a live uh live video stream we will not be able to have that but we will have it audio only another update elk city baseball western heights coming out today game time moved to two o'clock it's originally scheduled for four elk city baseball first pitch two o'clock here at ackley park the uh, first district game of the year with Western Heights coming out. I'm sure that has to do with what uh, – I, I, honestly, I don't know why. Maybe getting them back up to the city after taking a whipping 
that they're going to take today. I mean, let's just wow. call it like it is. Wow. No, seriously, there was. There uh, was is there a weather thing going it, on? I think there. You know, there, at one point there was maybe some snow overnight, and kind of backed off. Yeah, of backed that. off of that a little bit. Thank so goodness. But anyhow, yeah, may, and maybe there is. There's chances of showers in the afternoon, so maybe they're trying to get that in before and not have to worry. I mean, about get it, it at the most warmest part of the day. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe so. I'm just, I don't know. But. Two o'clock, Elk City and Western Heights. Cool. I'll give you 20. I'll give you Western Heights and 20. I'm not kidding. I'm not. You're not taking it? Uh, no. Okay. I'm just firing it out there. Uh, that's, that's. I mean, it's tempting. Elks are prime, man. They're going to, they're going to roll. Yeah. They're kind of roll. This is going to be a short game, I think. Well, that's well. Actually, it's not. It may be a long, be long <laughs> lo- a lot of at bats for a for a five yeah. innings. But maybe three. Maybe three. <laughs> Anyhow, that's don't, funny. That's don't a let us down, people J-Mac. think, oh, oh, it's a run roll. It's going to be a short game. That doesn't mean that's not gonna be usually. A, that, usually, usually that means they're a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, all right, Class A quarterfinals in the books after yesterday. Anything catch your eye uh, in in the results of those games? Uh, well, nothing shocking with what happened to Ceiling, but early on, Quentin, and it was kind of pointed out to us, I, you know, our man, Jeremy Gray, he's a, he's an encyclopedia to this. Quentin's a young team, so this might be the start of something big for them. Um, so that didn't shock me with their dominant win. The fun game was the one we just talked about. I think Surreal and Okarchi was, was really fun because that kind of came down to the wire. Um, that's, I mean, nothing, I everything else kind of went by way as I thought it would be, I do give credit to OBA for hanging around Caddo as long as they did. They they came out on fire, was like a ten nothing run nothing, yeah. to start the game, and and then Caddo settled down and um and uh, got the win. I mean that thing was still in doubt going into the fourth quarter until they kind of went on a little bit of a run. And same thing with Van Oss and Riverside. Riverside uh, looked the part and looked the better team. Um against Van Oss, and then Van Oss kind of chipped away at it and it made it a really interesting game there late. So, uh, But the results, more or less, what I thought would happen. Um, disappointed, I would say, in, in Texoma. I thought they'd be a, a physical team and taking the fight to it. I mean, I didn't know anything about OK, but um, Texoma just looked kind of like wide-eyed and shell-shocked when they went into the big house and they're on that stage. And OK looked like they were more in control and it kind of came down to that physical versus finesse type play. I don't even know if OK plays football, but it looked like Texoma, all they wanted to do was get real physical, and OK just wouldn't let them, and they just outshot them out of the gym. I mean, and then, you know, they started hot, and then Texoma kind of went on a little bit of a run, too, when they settled down, but it was just too late. But um, everything else, I think it sets up for tomorrow with some pretty good games outside of one. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> it, it just is what it is. I mean, is, we could man. talk all we want about Class A girls, right? But it's almost a mute point because we know what the result's going to be it, on Saturday. It just is what it is. I mean, <clears throat> listen. It's so stupid how good they are. And Quentin, I mean that in a good way. <laughs> Quentin, Quentin started, is what we're talking about. Quentin started three freshmen and a sophomore against Sealing. And they were down 13 at halftime and, could, and had committed 18 turnovers. And I was thinking, man, Quentin's playing awesome. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, yeah. it's like, wow, this, down this double, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're down thirteen. Wow, they're not down thirty. Eighteen turnovers, <laughs> and I'm thinking, gosh, they played great. 
especially with the youth, with the three freshmen and a, and a sophomore in the starting lineup against that juggernaut that Coach Hamer has, I was thoroughly impressed. And then he got to thinking, well, here's the problem for Quentin. Thank goodness they're young because not only did they have to take that beating at the hands of the Lady Wildcats this year, guess what? Ceiling's got them all back next year. So what's going to happen again? So now you're looking at, okay, uh, boy, that, by the time that sophomore is a senior and those freshmen are juniors, maybe there's a chance. Maybe something opens up Yeah, for anybody in Class A girls. But it's sure not right now. And that's no offense to anybody out there. And and it's not any given day, who knows? But good luck. Yeah. I mean, good luck. It just, and I'm telling, Ceiling didn't even play very good. They darn sure didn't shoot it very good in the first half. I mean, the three point, they, they were terrible from three. But man, it just comes in waves. And gosh. It, it just is what it is. Yeah, it's it, a machine, man. It's it, an it absolute really, machine. They had four and double figures. Gore had 17. I thought uh, Briggs off the bench was their best player in the first half for sure. The thing about ceiling is they've got size. They've got guards. But the size can move, man. You get Whetstone out there guarding guards in the half court at the half line, moving along with them. And then they pick the dribble up, and then they're trying to throw it around her. Or anybody else that's there, they're a load. I personally would like to see it be Caddo in the finals. Me too. Because just why? I mean, Riverside did, they they played them already and Ceiling ran them out of the gym. Caddo does have, Caddo will have the best player. Emily Robinson, 25 and 13, and that went over Oklahoma Bible. By the way, uh, you mentioned Oklahoma Bible. Former uh, assistant football coach here at Elk City back when I was in high school, his daughter was out there mm. as a sophomore, Conley Kayot. Remember Chris Kayot? He went up to Laverne, now to Oklahoma Bible. It, you, you could see in that game, though, Caddo kind of had seniors mm-hmm. with, with McKay that's going to play softball at OU. Robinson's going to ORU for basketball. You could see them kind of wear Oklahoma Bible down. You're exactly right. Mark made a point of it on the, on, on the uh, broadcast as well. Uh, so it's Caddo and Riverside on the girls' side in Class A tomorrow. Ceiling and Okarchi. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Now on the boys, I, I think probably the biggest upset of the day, at least what people thought going in, was has to be Rattan beating Okarchi, even though Rattan was the higher-ranked team going into the playoffs. I think there's a lot of people. I think that, on our end, a lot of people picked Okarchi. I think I right? a lot of people statewide thought Okarchi was, was, was kind of a team. Of yeah, I was one of them. Rattan has won tons of baseball. They've never won a basketball state title. How about this? They had two dudes go for 42 combined. That was Keegan Robertson and James Childers. 20 from Robertson on 9 of 12 shooting. 10 of 14 shooting for 22 for Childers. So they combined for 42 yesterday. They averaged 11 in the regular season combined. But they broke the press of Okarchi and just got bump after bump after bump after bump. Uh, So Rattan... Moves into the semifinals. They will play okay, as you mentioned. The Diesel. Did you hear that guy? Diesel Davis. That's one of the guys for okay. He was just draining threes to start. What a cool name, Diesel. That's awesome. The Diesel poured in 18 and a 58-40 win over Texoma. Um, ceiling, man, they were pretty good, too, on the boys' side. You know, they Did you see that? Did you see any of that game? 
They had a guy uh, named a little bit. They had a guy named Caden Manuel. He was a shorter, oh, yeah, yeah. stockier Short, dude. 25. 25, 25 barrel yeah. chested. You know who yeah, he reminded me I'm, of? I remember him watching him in person last year. You know who he reminded me of? No. Who's that? Ty Dante Chester. Remember the big barrel chested dude from Garber? Yep. For a couple years there? Yep. Man, he reminded me of him so much. Or just able to man, he was just strong. He had he had a double double, I think, nineteen and ten. That's uh, a lead ceiling to win over um Liberty. Jaron Cargill, this the uh junior from Liberty, number twelve, he was good. Twenty one and eleven. But uh man, Liberty just kind of fell in love with the three in the third quarter. Weren't able to knock him down. Ceiling got a big lead. Next thing you know, Liberty was right there, taking it to the rack. I think they got within five with just under a minute left after being down as many as nineteen at one point. They needed a turnover that they just didn't get. And then Caddo on the boys' side, DJ Dill had 29, 19 in the first half. That dude can get it. I remember him from a couple years back. I mean can get it. So in my mind, you don't have the best team with the Caddo girls, obviously, with ceiling there. But I do think Caddo has the best two players. I think Dill's the best player in the Class A boys tournament, and I think Emily Robinson is the best player in the Class A girls tournament at Caddo. But yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah, good luck yep. with the uh, the problem is good luck. She might be the best, the best, and Ceiling has about the next six. Yeah, the best team is yeah. Ceiling. So huge performances. Obviously, Harmon from Surreal with thirty one, keeping her team in it. Uh, it was gosh, what was it? Forty one twenty nine. Okarchi kind of built that lead against Surreal. And next thing you know, Harmon scored like 16 straight. I can't remember if Cyril ever actually took the lead. I think they might have tied it. Or maybe they took a one-point lead One there. One or two points. Yeah, they, like I that. think they did take the lead. And it was all her. Like She had scored like 16 in a row to She's get back into it. capable of doing that, yeah. Yeah, she was uh, with 31. Emma Stover on the other side had 20 for Okarchi. A bunch of good performances. Um, but on the Class A boys, it, it almost felt like outside of Okarchi, it felt like kind of the Cinderella's. It, it was like when a Cinderella, like an 11 or 12 or a 14 seed, gets to the to the Sweet 16. You're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. All right, step aside. I think the semifinals in Class A boys is going to kind of be like that. Cool stories with Texoma, with Liberty, with Drummond, coming from where they came mm-hmm. uh, in the rankings to get to the state tournament. But now I think you're going to see, all right, step aside, right. let the big boys go. And I think you might see some pretty good games there in the semifinals in Class A. Yeah, the boys looks really good. Yeah, it really does. And and, and you know, I, I, I like I told you, I hope it's Caddo and Ceiling on, on. I hope yeah. it is because I don't think anybody. I, I don't know that they have a chance, but at least they're going to have a player that might be able to do something magical, right? Mm-hmm. With with Robinson and creating not only scoring but creating for her teammates as well. That. Uh, at least maybe. Like you could see a glimmer of of making it a game for a half, right? I mean – Or a quarter. Or a quarter you know, yeah. whatever. Just, But I think that that would be – I'd just like to see her go up against that. And listen, Caddo – They mean, have some I, great I, I, wins they, Yes, they do. They're not going to be scared if that's the matchup. They're no. Not, they're not going to go in intimidated. Not at all. You're talking about a team that won the birth of Frank Teague that beat Tuttle, who was class 4A's number two, Bethel, who was class 3A's number two, and Carl Albert, who was 5A number two. So that's, I mean, that's a heck of a run of beating those teams. So, you know, I think just from that standpoint, now Riverside has played them, so they've been on the floor with ceiling. They've got to see it. They've got to experience what that's really like. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, at least they, had, you know, they they've got the wins to to match up, I guess. But good luck. I mean, just good luck. <laughs> just oh my gosh, is that I, I think by the time next year is over in the Class A girls, here's going to be the question: Is who who was the better run? Now they may have one short of what the girl the girl the yeah, Gore twins did with four straight, right? This group is only going to be able to get to three because Gore and, and Nyberg they're all juniors. But I think the, the the conversation will be had who was the better team. That's that's always fun when you can take an individual team. You know, you're talking about a run. Yeah, but are you talking about what run versus a run or team versus like if those team if those teams like if those teams played, played each, each other, other, right? Those are those are fun conversation to have. You know, you the, know, because the they're going to win seven out of nine. You, yeah, if you're a ceiling fan, the thing is, you, no matter what you're talking about, this and you're a winner either way. Like, <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, we used to have those conversations over in Clinton with football teams, like what team would be the better team? You know, there's those those you could go back to those days with the bell brothers or the you know early 2000s with skinner and 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 rodney hines and all those and we would go on and on and we just sit back and go there's there's no loser here (laughs) same thing with ceiling there you ever been in their gym they're running out of wall space (laughs) for their team photo with the gold ball ball, it's just it's wrapping around and they might have to make room for their boys with the way they've been kind of coming up yeah five out of seven just in this little run it's that listen it's stretching to seven out of nine. I don't know. I don't know how. It's not. Remember when we were like, oh, "All right, the, those twins are gone, and Ceiling's yeah. reign of terror will be over." And we kept getting text messages. No, there's uh-uh. more coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two years ago when I saw them play that really good uh, Hydro team, I told you that was going to be the finals last year. Couple of uh, notes for the day. Don't forget, Elk City baseball moved to two o'clock today, from four o'clock. So a two o'clock start for the baseball team here at Ackley Park in Elk City. Also. Class B girls state tournament action coming at you right here on KADS. We've got Cool 94 uh, as well. 415 pregames for the 430 tip in the Class B girls quarterfinals. The Hammond Lady Warriors against the Lady Lady Bison Highway 34 matchup coming up inside the big house this afternoon. Hammond will be here. Lady will be down on Cool 94. You can watch or you can listen online as well. Paragon TV, the Hammond Channel, the Lady Channel. You can't watch it though. We're not able. We're not contracted, able to be able to to live stream that thing. We will have a picture of the scoreboard that is functioning. So for you'll now, ne- you'll, yeah, I guess it started working. It worked for the well. Good news. It worked the first five games yesterday, <laughs> so the Lady Ammon game would be in the books. <laughs> you know what before they did? it broke down. What they called customer support said, "Did you turn it off and turn it back on? <laughs> did you unplug it? Wait thirty seconds and then plug it back in." <laughs> Hopefully we can get uh, Mr. Lester on with us tomorrow morning from the big house. We got a lot of things. You know, he was the girls' coach at Tuttle last year. Okay, and then he took that position uh, when 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 Mr. Glover retired, and so he's kind of the architect of all the brackets. Mm. And I, I'd love to get him on with us to visit with him. Uh, you know, how would your first year go? How was all that? He was the one in the background standing there by by David Jackson. He was the other one. He was the one that had the more of the panic looked on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lester was Brian Lester uh, there with the OSSA. Uh, sometimes, and I have to tell myself this: you can't get worked up about something you can't control. I mean, that was just yeah. a, a fluke thing, a freak thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one I mean, thing what, for it to not work at all. It's another just for out of nowhere after five games. It just stopped. It just yeah. stopped. Believe me, I know that on you know on the other side of doing what we do broadcast-wise. And like, this worked for four games, and here we are, fifth game of the season, and suddenly the sound doesn't work, or suddenly the wireless mic's not wanting to cooperate with us. It's it's infuriating, but then I've 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 been told more than once by my wife, just you can't control things. Don't yeah. get all worked up about it. So that's kind of he's what, doing a good job. Yeah, that's kind of. I just can't wait to see what he, like he's been on both sides of that coin, right? Yeah. The, the yeah the side that's thinking, wait a minute, I really got that regional, or I really got that sure, area yeah. versus being the one to kind of architect the thing <laughs> this year. So yeah. I, I hope I hope we can get him on, and also uh, maybe the winning coach of that game between Calumet uh, and. Sentinel. Maybe we can get that winning coach on in the morning as well. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're well, shooting that'd for. That'd be good. That's what we're shooting for, Jared. Uh, Class B today. Outside of the obvious, Sentinel Calumet, Leedy Hammond, outside of those kind of local games, what are you looking uh, – which, which games are you the, most looking forward you to? You can almost pick one and, and, be, and really look forward to it because unlike yesterday, let me see here. There are two games that featured unranked teams – I mean, today everybody's fe- featuring a ranked team. So, by that alone, we think we should get some good games. Obviously, you said outside of the Hammond Lady game, we're really looking forward to that one for local interest. Um, I, I mean, that's a, an all in my mind. Actually, the one I was really looking forward to was happening right now is Fort Cobb and Goodwill, and Fort Cobb's up at half by what nine? Uh, maybe Sentinel Calumet, right? That's yeah, did thirty you, to twenty-three. Am I allowed to say that one too? Did you say outside? I said of that outside one? of that ah, one too, because on. it's got local interest. Yeah, yeah. How about Buffalo Valley Varnum girls? Or no, no, take that back. Pittsburgh and Lakeva Sickles girls. I'm ex- I, w- I want to see both Buffalo Valley teams. Kind of what happens because they've been highly ranked. They got great records. They they come in the way they came in. I, I want to see what they're all about uh, because. If there's anybody that we might have that we might be sleeping on, because of just location and not being able to see them, I have a feeling it might be those two. But for me, it's a no-brainer. The next game, I want to see Roth and Glencoe. Yeah, you've been on. You've been. I want to see yeah. that. I want to see that one. I want to see the rematch of that state title game from a year ago, uh, where Glencoe knocked down two free throws with nine seconds left. Roth couldn't uh, come back down and, and and win the game in a one-point Glencoe win. I want to see that. That's the one that I want to see. On the girls' side, part of me, there's a little part of me, and I, and I know better than this because of the, the monster that they are. But there's a part of me that wants, you to, that wants to really see what happens to, between Calvin and Lomega. Calvin's got six-foot freshmen that averaged over 20. You know, Darcy Roberts down low for Lomega. Lomega's obviously got the, the advantage and experience over anybody that's going to be there. I'm kind of interested. That, that that one interests me a bunch to see if uh, – or and even the one you mentioned with Lomega and and uh, and Pittsburgh. Can, can, and, 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 uh, yeah, yeah Lokeba and Pittsburgh. And then, I, I and then Buffalo Valley of, Varnum. Can yeah. anybody upset what everyone thinks is going to be the semifinals tomorrow? Almost everyone thinks it's going to be Hammond Varnum. Pittsburgh Lomega, because that's who we've seen up there for the past half decade in these important spots, right? It's been those those four. Gosh, how many have they won in a row? Oh, I, Lomega, 
between those between those between four schools all of them. Yeah, because I, the times Lomega hasn't hasn't won. It's been one. Of it's them. been Pittsburgh, Hammond, or Varnum over right, the last gosh, right. however many years. And so yeah. it feels like that's where that's headed. But can somebody upset that Albuquerque? I really think Calvin has a chance because I've had so many questions about Lamega as of late. Nothing against Leedy, but you know what I mean. Lamega, when we first saw okay Leedy, wow, you beat Arnett in that region. Now you get Lamega, oh boy. And then Leedy comes out, and you know, and again, we've given a lot of credit to Leedy, and deservedly so. They're playing their best basketball right now, but. On the other side of it, the question has to be asked, is LaMega, are they slumping right now at the wrong time of the year? Yes, they won the game. They're in state. That's weird to say, but it's still LaMega. expect dominant wins from them, and they just really haven't. Uh, so I, I, I'm very interested in that 730 game today. What what LaMega team shows up? Yeah, and, are, and is it just much to do the about The team nothing? that's used to being in, this, in the big house or that team that kind of slogged their way in that area final, still got to win in overtime over Leedy. We'll see. I'm going back. You're, you're counting up the state titles. The last time I, – I, I thought this was probably right, but I wanted to make sure. The last time one of those four didn't win was 2017 in Class B. You know who won? It was a massive upset at the time because Lomega had just put – like 110 on the board in the semifinals against Barnum. Uh, you remember who beat him? No. Um, I remember that. Who was it? Kremlin Hillsdale. Right. I remember that. Where nobody thought they had a chance after what Lomega did to Barnum the, the game before. It in reminded that, in that me. I remember that. It reminded me when Corn Bible beat Hammond that year. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave CBA a chance, and they came out. So it's been since 2017 since one of those four – haven't been the Class B girls state champion. We mentioned Quentin earlier and how impressed we were with the first half they played at, at, with that youth. Does that give you a little bit more hope for Leedy this afternoon as they come into the big house, huge underdogs as far as the ranking goes, and especially if you look back at the, at the game earlier this season where Hammond handled them very, very easily. No matter – I mean, I get it. The teams are a little bit different for sure. But it still is what it is. But seeing that youth of Quentin go up against Ceiling, not being scared at all, and being able to play a really good first half, does that give you a little bit more? More uh, is that a good sign for what's going to happen sure. this afternoon for Leedy? Sure. And I think I was even before that Quentin Ceiling game, I was believers in Leedy that would that they would be able to keep this close. And you know, if we're asking for recipes for success for Leedy. And how they can continue that belief of being in a game. It's how you start, you know. I think it's a very, I think, honestly, I do think it's a good thing they get him. And because of all that familiarity with them, they're not going to be intimidated and scared of them. They play them every year. They're their rivals. They want to beat them. And the, what Coach Broadman has told us, these girls are naive enough to, to not think that they're underdogs. They're going to go in thinking that they should win a game. But seeing teams like that against Quentin and how they came out and responded to a a team that's way way overmatched for them is ceiling and the way they played early sure so how does it happen what is the recipe for the upset i kind of pulled the curtain back it's it's keep it close early you know don't let hammond come out on a run which we've seen a lot of in this tournament we've seen in, in in day one of this tournament and we've seen teams recover from that but 
Hammond comes out on a 10-0 run, 7-0 run. You have to call a timeout. Crowd's going nuts. That's not what you want. You keep it close early. Stay composed. If it's a two-point game either way at the end of the first quarter, all of a sudden, that's where I start to think, okay, we might have ourselves a real ball game. But I thought that, too, when Hammond played Lakiba Sickles down in catch, and then look what Hammond turned around and did. Yeah, they did it for a whole half. You just, I mean, it's always, you know, I always have this little checklist of how you pull off upsets. It's keep it as close as long as possible and see where the where the uh, the cards lie at the end of the game. Obviously. Just give yourself an opportunity to win is what I'm saying. But you have to keep it as close and you just, and and I think Coach Broadman's right. It, naive is the word, right? They're just so like, ah, we're supposed to be here. It's not like we're lucky we're here. We're supposed to be here. I think a huge part of this game in, in Leedy's favor would be to figure out a way to get Henley West in foul trouble. That's the one mm-hmm. obvious mismatch in this game. For a lot of people, but yeah. Oh, it's, game, well, it's going to yeah. be for everybody. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but Do, if, if you're Leedy... If you could figure out a way to get her into foul trouble, that would be a really good way to start. You know, if, if she would have two fouls at the end of the first quarter then maybe take some of that aggressiveness away, not even necessarily on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. Then Leedy, the way that, the way that they play, those bumps off the glass. Yeah. If Leedy, if you're Leedy, and it's probably a question we should have asked, or I should have asked Coach Broadman, do you go back to, say, the Merritt games against Hammond, the Canute game, and see what worked? You know, what, oh, sure. How, how were they able to have success against this Hammond team you know and and some of that it was just self-inflicted from Hammond's point where shots weren't just weren't going in um but you know defensively what worked against Hammond and 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 attacking Hammond you know how do you attack West down low I do you think he that's a that's a key too you just kind of go back and go okay what worked for for Mayor, what worked for Canute? Yeah, I think you look at that. You drop a game plan that way, or you just stick with what you've been doing against everybody else. I think you can look at that. I also think you look at the personnel, and then you decide, okay, can we do that? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the, when you when you look at the rosters, you know, Merritt can run in two or three or four that are in that five foot nine to six foot. You know what I'm saying? Leedy's got one. You know, they've got Riley, and that's – everybody else is – I mean, they're young. You know what I'm saying? That's – I don't know if they can do what Merritt did just because of the personnel differences in in what Coach Doherty has at his disposal. That's exactly right. Right. You know, what Canute did, they showed Leedy or Hammond something they were not expecting that Canute never did to anybody, and they brought out two bigs. They brought out Schuster. They brought out Mm – they kept Butler on the floor who – never up to that point have played on the floor at the same time and that i think that was something that's kind of a curveball thrown at him i don't know if leady has that size and depth depth and is depth a huge part do of this. that but that begs the question does Leedy do something that hammond's never seen before from leady yeah it, it, what it, is that i don't it's know it's that question mark right because yeah. you you don't want to you don't want to get done and go why did i do that that's not why we're here well you can't and on the other side is you go why didn't I do that? Yeah, but but I think <laughs> I think twenty twenty. No, I don't think so. I, I totally disagree with that because I think as as a coach, if you get if if you're done if you get done with this game and you played the way that you play and you gave it your best shot the way that you play, I don't think you have those regrets. I think the regrets come when you go, 
why did I try to change everything up with what's been working to get us here? Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. I, I don't think you, you play how you play and then you get done and you go, God, I wish we'd have tried that off the wall idea. I think you kind of beat yourself up if you try something off the wall. It doesn't work for two minutes and you can never get back. That's a good that's a good that's a good point. I remember I always get personal with this stuff. I I remember when uh as a coach of a of a kid team and we had a chance to win a state title last summer playing softball and thinking, why didn't we do this? And I went through that scenario with over with somebody, and that they made the well because you didn't do it all year. That's you, right. You got to that game because you kept doing the right things, the d- things that worked. That's why right. would you change it up on the final inning of the state championship games? So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I think you feel that way. Also, one last thing about the Class B state tournament. Did you see the story about the Willets family? I didn't. No, I saw on the rundown. What, what's going on there? So Sunday, so so here here is what they had going on. Sunday afternoon, they are getting ready for a bull sale that was happening on their ranch Monday. Okay. Obviously getting ready for the state basketball tournament as well coming up this morning. Sunday evening, their ranch gets struck by a tornado. Oh, really? Yes. And I guess they've got a barn that served as the barn house when Reggie and his wife first got married. Mm-hmm. before you know he said i was in the minor leagues i wasn't making much money we had this barn house that's where we lived that's where we, we took jackson home from the hospital right. when he was a youngster into that barn i guess it kind of got uh, majorly mm-hmm. um a bunch of damage there so anyhow like as soon as it starts filtering around through town that that happened you know the town just comes out in force to help them get ready for that bull sale that did go on on monday wow he, they weren't at practice. Neither of the Willits kids were at practice on, on Monday. Uh, they talked to Coach Hines, and he was like, yeah, it was really weird. Like, one of the, one of the pl- other players kind of said, man, this is crazy. Like, it it was almost like somebody died. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's just kind of how it felt to them. And, and Scott talked about how he couldn't – he didn't feel like he could, you know, chew on them because he knew what they were thinking about it was the same thing he was thinking about, yeah. about those two kids and, and their family and all that. Right. And so I, I I find that interesting, going into this weekend, you know where where they are mind wise, mm. you know I, I I think that can go two two ways, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I that so that's that's a it could be the the galvanizing force around a state title run for Fort Cobb. It could also be kind of a distraction uh, for the for the entire team and obviously those two kids. But uh, what a what a crazy thing! Uh, and, I didn't I didn't realize. I mean, I knew the storm obviously so focused on what happened up in mm-hmm. Cheyenne and of course all the news was in the Norman area and I, I guess I failed to realize it was further down south of Fort Cobb area yeah so that's uh they got everything kind of back in order and well, good no. uh, but I think thankfully was, I mean I saw that in the rundown I thought, oh no what happened but thankfully everyone's okay yeah oh yeah everybody's all right and I, yeah. and I think from Jackson Willits's point of view he said the the people kept uh that would come out and help we're like listen we're coming out here to help you right now so that then you can go help the team this weekend. It's yeah. about it's about life for the first few days this week. Then you don't worry about this. It turns into about the team. Yeah. After. Right. Right. So really, really uh, interesting. Really, I mean, a cool story as far as the the folks at uh, Fort Cobb. Doesn't yeah. surprise me the the ones that I know from down there. No, yeah. Tight knit so community for sure. Good people. Um, Four Cobb up 37 34, minute 56 in the third. I've got 39 33. They put that point on the wrong side on Look the free at throw. Look you, you're ahead of me again. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again.
Shady? Terry Archer. Oh. Archer Accounting <laughs> is back. Like Shady's back. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with <laughs> With over 40 years of experience, Archer Accounting's new location is at 204 North Main Street. Where is that, you say? Well, it's on the west side of the historic Casa Grande Hotel, corner of 3rd and Main, downtown Elk City. Uh, Terry will file your, ta- file your taxes, payroll and, general, uh, general, payroll and general accounting services for individuals and businesses. Give him a call, 580-205-2032. Stop by 204 North Main Street, downtown Elk City, anytime Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon. They'll take a little lunch hour and then 1 to 4. Archer Accounting, reliable, knowledgeable, and affordable. Jerry Archer Accounting, 580-205-2032 or stop by 204 North Main Street in downtown Elk City. Heading into the fourth quarter, Class B boys quarterfinal, first game of the day in the big house. The top-seeded number one Fort Cobb Broxton Mustangs, two-point advantage over Goodwill, forty-one to thirty-nine. So close one here, at least going into the fourth quarter to start the day at the Big House. Uh, anything else? We, we don't have time to talk about the Thunder. No, um, another big day of basketball. Anxious to see that game tonight, Hammond and Leedy. Very so anxious. That'll be four fifteen pregame right here. On the KADS radio, 98.1 and 12.40 a.m. Hammond broadcast here. Same bat time, different bat channel. The Leedy broadcast down on Cool 94. Or if you uh, want to listen online and see the scoreboard at the big house, you can do that. Hammond's Paragon TV channel, Leedy's Paragon TV channel. They'll be going. It's audio only, no, no live stream, but you will be able to see the scoreboard. We'll shoot that still, at least if it keeps working. If it keeps working, it's working fine right now. We'll uh, we'll adjust if it doesn't. We'll figure it out. And Goodwill has tied it a minute into the fourth quarter at forty-one. This this is the game I had a feeling. Yesterday game's not so good, as far as close. The last game of the day, Riverside and Vanoss was tied going into the last minute, and Riverside scored four to win that game. Nothing else has been very uh, just overly competitive so far, but the Goodwill. You know what the Goodwill uh, mascot is? Tigers, Eagles. Oh darn! I learned that Saturday night. Good for you. <laughs> I don't know that I knew that, but I do now. The Goodwill Eagles. I should have said that. That just seems like there's Eagles flying. Eagles, everywhere. Tigers, or Bulldogs? Yeah. One of the three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a decent chance if you fire one of those off. Yeah. There's also some teams that are looking for their first state title. Who Cla- would that be? Class A boys, Rattan's never won it. I don't think OK has ever won it. Or maybe it was Caddo. There's some teams looking for that first title. First one's always the hardest to get. That's right. All right, that'll do it for a Thursday. We're going to be inside the big house tomorrow, live on site. Hopefully we can get some uh, guests up there with us as well. To talk about what happened today. Look forward to the weekend. Be awesome. Be careful going up, Jerry. I will. I will. Enjoy it. I will. Just anxious to get there, get everything set up. Hoping everything works. I'm sure it will. <laughs> There's always that. Hey, at least if it doesn't, you can go, well, good grief. The scoreboard didn't even work. <laughs> Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. 
Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.